The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pod of thunder and rock and roll and brought to you in part by our friends at Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. And in the spirit of the holidays, it's the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Hey, Chris Jericho. Duff McKagan calling you. How you doing, man? It happens to be Thanksgiving. I don't know when you're going to play this, but, you know, I'm watching football. I'm in the kitchen because I make the turkey. You know what? When I go to the fridge, though, I always knock on the door in case there's the salad dressing. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Uh, that was a good one. That was, that was a good one. I just sent that in actually on Thanksgiving Day. A little uh, too late to get into the show in time for the turkey day. So we're getting in time right here for the Christmas holiday. And we are thankful for Duff, who never fails to deliver every Friday for the last two and a half years. And I'm sure we'll get more gems like that in 2020. We love you, Duff. Thank you so much. We also love JDRF, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Funding, who are doing everything they can to uh, cure type 1 diabetes. That's why all the proceeds from my first ever Christmas song are going directly to them. So here it is, Chris Jericho and the Christmas Elves uh, redoing the King's classic Father Christmas right here on Talk is Jericho. Give us some noise 
Father Christmas, uh, the uh, Jericho version. You can get it wherever you buy and stream music, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. It's available everywhere, and it benefits a great cause, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund fighting type 1 diabetes. So uh, check it out when if you can, and know if you're uh, getting something cool, a great rock and roll song, you're giving something back. So, And speaking of giving something back and uh, having a few laughs, we're going to do that today with uh, an amazing comedian who was the hit of the inaugural Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Razor. See, if you're on the ship with us last year, then you know I'm talking about the very funny Brad Williams, the diminutive Brad Williams. That's a good word. So Brad was supposed to be the host of Part Deux, setting sail January 20th, uh, just in about a month or so. But he had to drop out for a very good reason. He's going to tell you why, and that's coming up. And thankfully, he was replaced by uh, Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias. So we got that to look forward to. Brad's also talking uh, stand-up, dealing with hecklers and the fans who try and film his stand-up routine during the the show brad's got stories about his early days in the comedy scene the other little people actors he admired growing up and the things that inspire his own comedy you'll also hear the story about how he met his wife and i'll say this much involves a radio show bit and a threesome dating app called thrinder and that's real lots of laughs coming with brad williams okay so i was looking at instagram yesterday and uh, a great picture of Brad Williams at the Big Show in LAX. <laughs> you said you met the bottom half of the Big Show. And then the best part, hashtag, we are the same species. Yes, because <laughs> that was the thing. I saw Big Show at Baggage Claim, because how could you not? Right. And uh, when you see him as, as a four foot four man at full adult height, I'm just looking at him like, we're like we're the same. We're, we got all the same parts. We're all, <laughs> We're human beings. That's... That's range. Right, That's right. range right there. It, it, it kind of like like if a pug looks at a Great Dane and just realizes <laughs> we're both dogs. That's madness. Now, the, the, the another crazy part about me and the big show is as soon as I posted that photo, all the Jericho-holics that now follow me on Instagram from my last appearance and my, and my appearance on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, they immediately all said the same thing. Was he scared of you? <laughs> Have you said on this podcast that uh, the, he, the he, Big Show has? He said fear? it before. And okay. I, he's very. You no, know, I don't know if have you met Big Show before. No, this was so, the first just, time. So you can tell me the story. But yeah, super friendly, best disposition guy. He can get grumpy at times, but he will tell you with a smile. Like I'm pretty scared of little people. <laughs> And like, to the point where they used to rib him, like Vince would send, like if they brought little people in, would send them yeah. after show. And there's actually a famous, uh, infamous bit that we did on a Christmas show where 
me and me and Show got attacked by a gang of dwarves dressed as Christmas elves, <laughs> and then proceeded to just kick the shit out of all of them. And Show was just throwing these dudes around, and one guy got dropped over the top rope like a Christmas turkey. Oh, and, that's so funny. Um, like, oh, I'm scared of these guys, you know. <laughs> So I think he's kind of turned around now, but what it was like the elephant and the mouse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't. I got no inclination of that whatsoever. When when I met him, he he didn't mention that. He told me that he follows me on Twitter and that it was very funny. So that he he he's oh, so aware he knew of you. me. Gotcha. Yeah, he knew he 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 knows who I am. He actually said that he didn't like he recognized me first, but he didn't want to say anything because he's like because if you weren't. Brad Williams, I'd have been really mad. <laughs> all you guys and look like, the same. Yeah, I would have been really like sad and like, oh my god, I did the same thing, you know. And uh, but I, I told him that uh, he and I actually have something in common besides, you, you know, just like. And you think, what do you have in common with the Big Show, with his size and your size? And the and the thing is, is like we can't hide. Big Show can't put on a a hat and a scarf and be like, no, I'm not the Big Show. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, and. Me, the same thing. I've put on, like, I fly, I don't look like my show self at all. I fly with a beanie, shorts, whatever. Like, I'm the most comfortable person ever, and no one ever, no no one ever walks up and goes, like, you're not, like, they, the only thing they may say is that they think I'm Hornswoggle, or they think I'm Dinklage, or they think I'm Wee Man from Jackass, but I... <laughs> They all they always know I'm somebody because like people they they rack their brains and mm -hmm. I imagine wrestlers are like that a lot a lot of you guys are huge you well, have a look to you I went to the Stones last night uh, yeah. in, in New Orleans and one person was convinced I was Shawn Michaels <laughs> one person was convinced I was Triple H wow. the other person was convinced I was Dog the Bounty Hunter wow that one must have hurt because that guy's a few years and older I was than like you. geez maybe in twenty years but it's all concurrent <laughs> with the fact that I have longer hair now because before. It was uh, Patrick Swayze, yeah, Bon Jovi, and Gordon Ramsay, which wow. also hurt. Yeah, that one hurt too. Yeah. So would I rather have Gordon <laughs> Ramsay or or Dog the Bounty Hunter? I'm not sure. Yeah, and and that's the thing is people say when people say that I'm Peter Dinklage, it's like all right, he's older, but he's like 20 years older than me. But all right, he's all right looking. <laughs> uh, we uh, we man's about 10 years older than me and about 20 pounds heavier than mm -hmm. me. That's right, shots fired. <laughs> uh, that's the headline. <laughs> yeah, take that out. Uh, and then uh, Hornswoggle. I, I've never met him. We text, and he's a friend, but I've, I've I've never met him. But now he's got like that AJ Styles hair. Now, like he's got like the glamorous locks. I'm jealous of that. He's always had some weird hair, though. He would show up with goofy hair here and there. Shots fired! <laughs> Shots fired! That's right. You know what? Yeah, let, let, let's just say it right now. On Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Ranger C Part Two, there's going to be a triple threat cage match. It's going to be me, Wee Man, and and the Hornswoggle. Swoggle. Yeah. Let's do is it. There, is there like some kindred spirit ships if you do meet other little people? Of course. Like you kind of look across the room and go, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's a nod. <laughs> there, there's a like, okay, we get it. And we, it's very, it's very easy to spot another dwarf because we're the only ones making eye contact with each other. <laughs> right. Like it, it, like that was the joke with the, with the big show where I said I, I met his bottom half. I was trying to make eye contact with him, but my neck is just not that strong. It's just hard to do. Yeah. yeah. And, and I imagine it's tough for him uh, to where he just has to be looking down at people the whole time. That's mm -hmm. gotta be interesting. And, but show show was so like he got like 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 I said he can't hide and he took photos with everyone who walked up to him and wanted to take a photo he was the nicest guy when you say the words uh gentle giant that is mm -hmm. that that is definitely him 
I'm just always shocked that people walk up to guys like you or show or Hunter or whoever that look like you're intimidating guys. Like if, if, if you got mad, there would be, there would be an incident, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it probably wouldn't work out in favor of the person asking the autograph. So right. I'm not, like, I, like, I get it when people walk up to me, they're it's like, ah, well, you know, what the hell is he going to do? You know, he's going to bite my knee. Like, he's <laughs> like, he's not going to do anything. But like you guys, I, I'd be scared to make you mad. I'm, I'm always amazed at the balls. When I used to go hang out, um, at the gym to look at WWF wrestlers. Yeah. And back in those days, like 88 or whatever, they were massive, massive, massive yeah. guys. And the only guys that I ever talked to were the little guys, like Coco Beware and Shawn Michaels. I tried to talk to Dynamite Kid till he told me to fuck off. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, those are the guys I felt, well, at least I can look them eye, eye to eye. Yeah. And with that, when, when, when you were doing that time, at least that's before social media and everyone had a camera. Now you kind of always have to be on at least a decent behavior. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Oh, everyone, yeah. everyone's got a camera. Everyone's got something. And they can edit the video. So, like, we won't, we, we won't hear the part where they yell something about your wife. Right. They'll just see you turn and smack them in the face. Like, that's all they got. Like, uh, so now, like, now I can understand because you're like, okay, you have the camera and I could kind of blackmail you. But, yeah, back when you were looking at Dynamite Kid, there was... If if he caught he back and smacked yeah. you, there's there's not there, there's nothing. There's no proof. How was that for you? I was I was noticing this a little bit at your show. I was at your show the other night in Columbus. Yeah, which, which by was, the way, thank you. Well, I was just gonna say, by the way, thank you for telling me because most of the time it'll be like, dude, I was in Columbus too. Why didn't you tell me? But you actually had the foresight to say, are you yeah. gonna be there? Yeah, and it worked out that I was able to, to come to your gig. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I was hanging out with my buddy uh, Zach Myers, who's mm -hmm. a guitarist from the band Shinedown. Uh, yep. Shout out to Shinedown. Yeah, and uh, he told me he was playing a festival there, and I said, "Oh, who who are you excited to see?" And, and he ran down the lineup, but then he said, "Yeah," and, and then I got to see uh, Fozzie at six, and I was like, "Wait, Fozzie? Oh, like Kristen's <laughs> out." So. Yeah. Immediately texted you, and uh, you had you had your set. You had some stuff that you had to shoot afterward, and then I don't know how far that drive was, but the fact that you made the drive and saw me and saw the show and arrived on time that's that meant the world to me. So thank you, thank you for inviting me. And a great show, but I was going to ask you because I was noticing people are filming a lot yeah. during your show. How does that? Because you know what happens. I was at the Stones once again last night, and people. Myself included, just for snippets, you're watching this great show through the camera, which makes everybody smaller. Yeah. Does that bother you? Does it affect your gig? Yeah, uh, especially with comedy, mm -hmm. because you you get like if you if you record the Stones doing Jumping Jack Flash, they're gonna do Jumping Jack Flash in every city. There's not gonna be that one city where uh, where Mick, where Mick Jagger goes, I'm gonna try to say the N word. Like <laughs> it's not gonna be like that. <laughs> You know, right. no one's going to catch it. Uh, yeah. No one's going to catch one of those moments. Mm -hmm. the, the songs are the songs. When you're doing comedy bits, that's a different thing because you're you're trying stuff. And I don't always know what's going to be funny. Um, I was doing a bit uh, last week. I, I won't say what the bit was, but it failed miserably. And I knew like, well, that's, I can't do that. And the bit was slightly offensive. And uh, when I kind of analyze it, I go, well, that didn't work. But thank God people weren't videotaping that bit it wasn't ready right it wasn't right, ready right. it wasn't funny it wasn't and, and if you just isolate that audio of what i was talking about wow that would not come out in a good light <laughs> so i've stopped shows before because when i see someone hold up their phone at a show in my head i go all right you have about a seven second clock 
And if I don't see the phone go down, that means they're videotaping. Mm -hmm. So I go, okay, then I, I'll stop the show and I'll say, hey, these, you know, put, put the phone down. I'm taking, like, because I do meet and greets afterward. You saw that. Yep. I take photos with everyone who wants to take a photo. I meet everyone who wants to meet me. So we'll do it then. Now it's the show. Sit down, enjoy yourself. How do you fun. do that without coming across like, a, like an asshole though, right? Well, because you do it once and that's uh. it. That's it. You do, do it you kind once. of roast the guy a bit to yeah, kind of oh, send yeah. a message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one line I said one time. This was right after. <laughs> this was right after the uh, Louis C.K. story broke, and uh, I saw this was right after someone recorded him doing a set, and he didn't know he was being recorded, and he said something about the uh, Parkland shooting, and someone got that mm. and released the audio, and it did not. It did not did go not well. Him, yeah, yeah, uh, not, yeah he, he, he's done enough. But uh, at the same time, so that had just happened. And I, and, I, and I saw someone, I was trying a new bit, and I saw someone with the phone holding it up, and I told them, you know, put it away. And they just didn't. They're like, no, I'm just going to keep recording. I, I bought a ticket. Uh, and I, <laughs> I, I say, I'm not going to let you Louis C.K. me. If you Louis C.K. me, I'll Louis C.K. you, implying the masturbating right in front of you. <laughs> so I said that to them. They're like, all right, that's a fair story. And then, and then, and then, and then they put away the phone. <laughs> Mostly the fans, they're, what, what we as performers have to remember sometimes is that a lot of the fans aren't ingrained into this world. Like, they don't know the rules. They don't know everything. We do it every day. Uh, you with wrestling and music, me with comedy. Uh, so we know the rules. We know how a show is supposed to be run. A lot of people don't know. They, they don't know. It's, uh, the, the, the same way I went to a football game last year and I, I didn't know that they have new like bag rules. To, so my wife couldn't have her bag. She needed like a clear a plastic bag. A yeah, clear bag yeah. So she had to like run back to the car, drop it like and do all this thing. But like, we didn't know the rules. So we, we don't know those rules. A lot of people don't know the comedy rules. So a lot of the times it's just you inform people. They go, Oh, okay. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What are some other rules of comedy? Oh, sweet Jesus. All right. Uh, <laughs> we, 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 this could take forever. But uh, all right. First of all, there's no need to, uh, once someone does a joke, there, there's no need to turn to your table and be like, that's so true. One time, remember when you were at the store and you said the thing with the check? No, no, no. No, no. Here's how a comedy show works. Comedian on stage says joke. You laugh at joke. Then you shut up and listen for next joke and listen for laugh. There's no thing where you turn back conversation. Um, like and that 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 gets annoying. Uh, the check drop is the most notorious thing in comedy that comedians hate. We hate the check drop. That's Which when is? that's when that's when the show is about 10, 15 minutes away from ending. And uh, the comedy club has to cash everybody out. So they put the checks down for all your drinks and food. And then, because then people are no longer paying attention. Right. That must be a distracting It for you. sucks. Some clubs are great. There's a club called the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, uh, New Jersey. And they don't do the check drop until the end of the show. They wait. Yeah. Um, a couple of the clubs do that. But uh, yeah, when that happens, because then you have 
conversations and people are turning like, what? Two drinks, but 25 bucks. What? Mm-hmm. I, I, manager. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and now you got that whole thing. So I literally have a part in my act that's more story driven and long form and not bum, 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 and not rapid fire for the check drop. So mm. you can tune out for a second. Interesting. Come back in. I've literally put it in there. And things like that, like people don't realize that comedians are doing. I'm, I'm sure there's a million things in wrestling where people go like, oh, shit. Well, that, like when there's a fight doing. in the crowd and no one's watching the match. Oh, yeah. The number one rule is just put somebody in a, in a hold. Oh, yeah. Because they're not watching us anyways. The, and you'll always see it. Like it's like you go to Nassau Coliseum or something. There's fights in the crowd all the time. Yeah. If it's on TV, you're supposed to be looking this way. Everyone's looking over there. Yeah. That's, I was wondering about that because uh, I just watched AEW fight for the Fallen. And mm-hmm. uh, there was, I forget what match. There was something where the crowd was booing and then cheering. Mm-hmm. But not for like the pot, the time when like Reasons someone made sense. Yeah. yeah, it didn't make sense at all. And um, I think even the uh, even the announcer uh, said something like they're not reacting to this, but yeah, there's something yeah. else going on in the crowd. And I'm sitting there going, well, what's happening in the crowd? <laughs> yeah. And Shoot it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. And then so obviously the wrestlers then become aware of that. They go, all right. Headlock takeover. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Rest of the headlock, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Chin yeah. lock. Yeah. Do you, do you guys, when you hear the crowd do something like that, like you're conscious of it? You're yeah. Oh, yeah, totally aware? Yeah. Because again, like when you're on stage, mm-hmm. you know everything that's going on. Yeah. Obviously, we, we're in the round. Yeah. But still, I can tell what's going on. I can tell if people are into it, if they're not into it, if they're not paying attention, if they're looking over here, looking over there, waiting for something else to go on. Yeah. So you have to just learn how to read your crowd is what you get with experience, right? Yeah, and that goes for comedy. It's crowd analysis. If people knew what I was thinking about during my set, it would boggle their minds because I'm thinking, I'm not just thinking about what I'm saying. I'm thinking about, okay, like, all right, when, when's the check drop? Is that person videotaping me? Mm-hmm. Uh, that person seems like they're, they, they've had their arms folded the whole time. Let me, let me try something else to get them. Am I cursing too much? Did they, did they say something? Uh, I'm In about five minutes, I'm going to tell a joke where I need to call it a black guy. Where's a black guy? Like, uh, uh, I'm yeah, doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm, orchestrating the whole yes, thing. Yes, yes, yeah. which I'm sure, uh, whether it be a rock show, wrestling show, you're probably doing something similar. Like, well, let me ask you, especially like a rock and roll show, like you mentioned the arms crossed. Yeah. When you're, especially as an opening band, you get yeah. a lot of arms crossed if they don't yeah, know yeah, you. Yeah. So for us, different ways, maybe singing to their face or eye contact always makes people very nervous to when they would open up. Yeah. What, what are your tricks as a comedian to try and get somebody to do that? Eye contact, same thing. Like, because there's this illusion that a lot of audience members have that the performer cannot see them. It's this weird thing where it's like, well, I'm in an audience. It's like a movie theater. And <laughs> yeah. it's not. We right. can see you. We know we can see your reaction. We see you when you cross your arms. We see you when you're turning in. Even if you're, if we can't hear that you're talking to a friend, we see that you're doing it. So yeah, there are. And uh, so one thing that I've done, one trick, and I've passed this along to a, a couple other comedians. Sometimes you'll have people talking, like like I said, like oh that's so true. Remember the time when it, like they'll have a conversation during your set, and they're not realizing that they're being too loud or they're they're, they're drunk or whatever. What I'll do is I'll get quieter and I'll start talking very slowly and very quiet and not yelling. Because if I yell over them, the audience then raises their voice mm-hmm. to be heard themselves. But if you start getting quiet, and they're like, and then they become self-aware and they're like, oh shit, like I can hear me very clearly. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to be that guy at the club where like right before the music, like the music drops out 
And that's when you're the one screaming, so I got ointment for it. Like, you don't want to be, everyone kind of fears that. Everyone everyone doesn't want to be that person. So, yeah. You it's funny because the, the, the whole Jericho character in 2008 and nine with the suit and tie guy. Yeah. that you, I used that element completely. I was watching No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Movie with uh, Anton Shagir. Yeah. Friendo. Yeah. Javier Bardem. And he just spoke very quietly and very matter-of-factly. So when I started doing that, I found that it made, this was in the height of the what Oh, right, right, right. So if I'm talking quieter, I'm forcing people to have to shut up and listen to me. And then when they shut up and listen, that's when they get into it. And then you you hooked them. Yeah. Right? Think think about like... Uh, it's think similar things happen when you're watching a when you're watching a TV show when when they're having a conversation when Game of Thrones was did a couple episodes where they were like really dark and mm. it was hard to see mm-hmm. I paid more attention because I was looking for all the little details right and then that's when I because because sometimes I'd, I'd watch the show with all the lights on in the house and stuff going on my phone's out but like now when it's a dark episode and I can't see all the lights are off. I'm watching at night, phone's done, mm. phone's in. Like, now I'm paying attention. So there are little tricks like that that you can do that'll make uh, an audience pay an audience pay attention, whether it be comedy or wrestling or... Sure, or, all that or, sort of stuff. Yeah, or totally whatever. Uh, I I have to compliment you because I've been watching AEW. Oh. I'm a fan, my oh, friend. Oh, yes. You have got me hooked. It, oh. <laughs> it, it, it seems like that AEW is for the marks and <laughs> WWE is like... It, you know, it, it, it's like the difference between your Kiss FM pop music, where they're trying to like appeal to everyone. They they want they want uh, people driving their minivans to school not to be offended. And then you have then you flip channels to like the death metal station, where they're like, <laughs> "We have yeah. our fans." Like yeah. it is, it is. Well, cool. it's, like you said, it's an alternative to what's now become the norm. Yeah, and it's. Nothing wrong with having people, uh, giving people a chance to have options. Absolutely. And an alternative. And there's great. people like you that are super into wrestling that's creating a huge buzz to where we're selling out these buildings in 5, 10, 15 minutes. Now, is it going to stay like that for the next year? I don't know, but at least you're giving people a, something different. And you said something, and I and see, this, this is what I love because when, whenever we talk, you ask me about comedy and I, and yeah. I, and I geek out to you about, <laughs> to, to you about wrestling. Uh, you said something in a press conference where your promo at Fight for the Fallen was the first time you've walked out there with like no script, no yeah. first time in twenty years because I worked for WWE. So anytime you do no no house shows, live events, sure. non televised, sure, it's a different thing. Yeah, you just grab the mic and start talking. Yeah, but but on TV, it's always so very orchestrated in WWE. So this was the first time I didn't have to do that, and even to the point where I'm not even gonna come up with an outline. I'm just gonna. I have two things that I want to say, and the rest of just going there and just make it up as I go along and wow. see if I can do it live without a net. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Have you ever done any improv at all? Oh my god, yeah. It's so much fun. There's times when 
that's like there's there's even a part of my show. Uh, I think I'm, I think I may have done it at the show that you saw, where I go to an, I I go to the audience and it's before I tell the joke about how my wife and I met, where I I pick, I pick out a couple and I say, hey, how'd you guys meet? Right. And then I I I, I listen to them. That's some of the most fun to me because I've had the craziest stories <laughs> and you just have to roll with it. I don't know what the story was the night that you saw me. But give me some good ones, though. Oh, my God. There's been stories where people have cheated on each other. Like, they, like, oh, I met him when I was married to my first husband or whatever. <laughs> right, and you're like, right, oh, right. shit. OK, <laughs> there uh, there was one time where it was a uh, doctor caregiver or uh, doctor patient situation. Uh, there was uh, there was one. Oh, one time I had to correct the guy because he was literally about to indict himself because he said, I was a teacher. She was my student. And I was like, over 18, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 over 18. I'm like, okay, okay, just want to make sure. Like, this guy was literally about to admit to a crime in the middle of a, in the middle of a comedy club. Hopefully no one's filming that one. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, we've had some weird ones. Uh, but that's always fun for me because you never know. You never know the answer in terms of how couples get together. Very, very rarely is, is it just, well, we were at a bar. She was cute. I was walked over. Yeah. Like, it, very rarely. It, so it's always a crazy How did crazy you meet scenario. your wife? Uh, I met my wife on, uh, on, or I'll tell the whole story. Like you say, she's one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> love of us. Uh, I met my wife. I, I was working in San Francisco, California. Uh, I was on a radio show there. I was burned out from the road. I decided to take a little bit of time off comedy, decided to uh, do, do a morning radio show. So we do a morning radio show, and I had to move to San Francisco to do it. I We decided, because I didn't know anyone in San Francisco. I had no friends. I wanted to make some friends. So we played this game on the radio show called Tinder or Grinder. <laughs> Every day I would flip a coin based on when it lands on it, going either a Tinder date or a Grinder date. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Grinder is gay Tinder. And uh, so you would have to go on the date. Yeah, I just go well, on. That's the, date. the rule. I'm what you call a go getter, my friend. Okay. <laughs> so day one, flip the coin, lands on Grinder, and I'm like, well, I got to do this. So I immediately make a profile, very quickly match up with a, a very tall, bearded, redheaded man who tells me only to call him Ginger Bear. He's like, that's my name. My name is Ginger Bear. You refer to me only as Ginger Bear. And I'm like, all right, cool. Ginger Bear, you just met Gummy Bear. Let's do this shit. So we go on the day. And I told him. I told him it was a radio bit. Told him I was straight. Okay, so you told him this is, yeah, you weren't yeah. working the poor no, guy. No, 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 okay, no, no, gotcha. no. I, I feel horrible doing that. Right. So uh, I, I told, and he's like, yeah, let's just go hang out. And we went out. We had a great time. We went to a sports bar. We, we, were, we were watching a game. We are just like laughing. Like, Imagine just hanging out with your boys and it's like the best night ever. And then every now and then your guy buddy just looks at you and goes, you know, you look really good tonight. Like that, like, like, like that's what it was. It was like, oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Right. You know, and um, and it, it was a great time. And this is a fact. I'm still friends with Ginger Bear to this day. Nice. The next day, I'm going to go on the radio and talk about the date. We get a call from a listener who says, yeah, you guys do Tinder or Grindr. You should hop on this other app for the game. Uh, it's called Thrinder. And I'm like, the f is Thrinder? And he goes, oh, that's Tinder for people trying to have threesomes. That's a thing? That's a thing! 
I know. You got married way too quick, my friend. Thrinder. Thrinder. That's a, right now, if, if anyone's listening to this podcast, their car, every guy is like slamming on his brakes <laughs> yeah. trying to download this Googling app. Googling Thrinder. Yeah. Well, here's a, well, and here's how you know I'm not lying. It's not called Thrinder anymore. Tinder sued them for copyright infringement. Now it's called Field. F-E-E-L-D. You're welcome. Uh, this is a real app. I went on that one, matched up with two women. We're all going to go on a date together. One of the women did not show up for whatever reason, I went on a date with just the other one and the other one I married two and a half years later. Wow. <laughs> so that kind of opens the door to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she loves women. I love women. Something we have in common. Okay. Like, it's great. And she's also a, 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 a tall. Yes. Girl. Tall. Uh, she, yeah. she is, she, uh, we, we like to call you people reachers. Uh <laughs> She's a reacher, uh, so yeah, I've done I've done very well for myself. Jeez, Louise, man, have you have, have you breached the field uh, subject? Uh, oh yeah, there's there's been breached. There there has been some breaching. There, there's been some breaching. Yeah, now it's uh, yeah, like I said, she loves women. I love women. It, but it's something we don't do it all the time. We're not like every day, every week, every month, but every now and then. Hey, it's my birthday. You know, or what, you know, hey, we got to... So you're bringing another uh, yes, uh, reacher. Yes, bringing another reacher. And then does the reacher know that you're a little person? Uh, well, hopefully. Now, because <laughs> my wife is in charge of... Uh, she makes the decision right. in terms of, like, who. Sure. And, uh, the, but we all... The, 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 the person is always well aware. There, there has never been a situation where the wife comes home through the front door like, hey, got you a surprise. And all of a sudden the woman goes, whoa, whoa, we are not, I did not agree to that. That, that, no, that's weird. You got to be really kinky to be doing the the threesome and the, the little person. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a whole, that, that's a whole other level, man. But, uh, so yeah, we've, we've done that a, a few times. And for anyone out there that's like, I, w- I want to try that with my partner. I, I say great, wonderful, but Constant communication during Con- during before checking in. What's okay? What's not okay? Gotcha. What's what's what? What are our rules here? Constant communication. There was literally a time when we had uh, my wife and I went out. We met this great woman. It was down. It was all about it. We we got back to our front door. At the front door, my my wife just kind of looks at me and goes, "I don't know how to tell you this. I'm just." Not feeling it. I'm not mm. feeling it. And I went, okay. And I stopped and went, I'm thank you. I'm sorry. Not tonight. If you want to come in and have a cup of coffee or uh, get a drink meet, or something. Me Ginger then, Bear. Yeah. But yeah, uh, me <laughs> Ginger Bear. He's locked in the dungeon downstairs. Uh, you know, full uh, Pulp Fiction style. He's <laughs> a gimp. Ball um, gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not happening tonight. And the, the fact that I was able to do that means that in the future, uh, wife and I are good. There, there No one incident no one act is going to be worth making the whole marriage crumble so mm. I, I i would just say be very communicative be very uh and be very open with what you are comfortable with that 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 is my tip for anyone who's thinking about doing that gotcha and if you're thinking about doing it he's also got another tip for you yeah now that would be the perfect spot <laughs> for this podcast to break there and, you go, for, yeah. and, and for you to go like Oh, well, speaking of uh, three well, speaking ways, of three ways. If you have a group coming over and you want to feed them all, Omaha Steaks. <laughs> and if you're feeling a little sore afterwards, DDP Yoga. Yeah, DDP Yoga. <laughs> That's my favorite part about this podcast. And I and I am a fan of this podcast, Jericho. So is is when you break and 
Uh, and, and now, and you go on the rant, and then you go right, and you go right in the head. The 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 Omaha Steaks one, are, they're legendary. Well, you know what the best part was that first of all, there's always a little change in the audio, like a little bit. It's like yeah, because I had a three. So, anyways, Brad, now yeah. that we're talking about your three way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, the Omaha Steak was on the uh, Moxley podcast, which did this ridiculous number, and now everyone's talking about <laughs> Omaha Steaks. And I, I said those Omaha Steaks guys, they owe you. They they do owe me because they got more than their money's worth on this one. Oh, because that was. Like, it, it was something, he was talking about, like, a, a trauma or something that he endured, and you're like, well, you know what's good for trauma? Omaha Steaks. That's right, yeah. It, it, it was the best transition oh, I've ever I know, heard it's podcasting. Uh, it's funny, when we were talking, I was a friend of mine, Gary Holt, he plays for Slayer. Nice. He, he loves slash hates these little women of Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I had to look it up to see what it was called. That's what I was doing. I wasn't being rude, but okay. what do you think about those type of shows? Oh, man. Uh, well, first of all, there's uh, two cast members of the Little Women shows that I've actually dated. Really? Uh, back in the day. So how many of them is there? Uh, there? I think there's three. There's Little Women LA, Little Women New York, and Little Women Atlanta. So you made a little bit of two. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and I don't, I shouldn't say the cast members. It, they're not consenting to for that information. It to be doesn't out there, matter. So you, I, guys, you guys take a guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, DM me on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, I'll tell you. Yeah, uh, I'm on Thrinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but those shows, you know what? Here's how I view it. It wouldn't be necessarily something that I would do or that I would wish uh, a very close friend of mine to do, but my thing is, is you, Reachers are having their fun being trashy on reality television. I consider us equals. We should have the opportunity to be trashy on reality television too. <laughs> right, it's right. fine. It's like, like, I've been a big uh, proponent of, I think that they should do little person UFC fights. Like, I think that they should, because I know some friends that are trained. Like, they're, like, they're, like, they're black belts in, in jujitsu. Like, they're, they're legit, really good martial artists. And I would love to have our own division. And I, I said that one time on a radio show and someone called in and was like, that, that's exploitive. I'm like, no, it's not. Mm. It's not. Well, you're not going to have, like, uh, a dwarf fight Conor McGregor. Mm. You know, like that—that that would be exploitive. That would be horrible. Give us our own division. Yeah, and who decides whether it's exploitive or not? Yeah, right. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a seventy-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I want to get your take on this. Sure. This is a real thing. So okay. in, in Canada, mm -hmm. when you play hockey, there's different divisions. Uh, oh, yeah. My division, Mighty Might. Yeah. And when you hit about nine years old, yeah. it's midget. You're midget yeah. hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they are taking away midget hockey. Yeah. And I don't know what they're going to call it. Little person or whatever. But it's not. <laughs> LP hockey. Yeah, but it's not <laughs> midget. It's like, like I played midget hockey. Yeah. It's not a, a, a size thing. It's just the name. Yeah. How do, how do you feel about that? Because they're banning it now. Yeah. I'm, see, I'm, I don't, I don't even know if I'm the right guy to ask because that word doesn't offend me. Midget. Yeah. Like Hornswoggle said, it makes me money. Call me a midget. I don't care. <laughs> That's what he literally said, yeah. Very good philosophy. Right. Uh, I don't care. Uh, for me, it's all about words people use when, when their intent is there, what they mean by it. Because if some guy drives by in a pickup truck and yells, 
you little person. He's using the PC term. But yeah. I'm, I'm still like, ugh. That's a felt very bad. derogatory way. Yeah, right. that felt horrible. But so I'm not the one, and I, I won't get on too serious tangent right here, but um, I, I feel like right now people are almost getting jealous of other people's, of when other people get offended, like, People get offended and people that aren't offended are like, oh my God, I should be offended. Mm -hmm. look, look how much attention they're getting when they get offended. I should be offended by something. What's my right, thing? Right, okay. Right, and right. then they dig in, they find this thing. Don't call me a janitor. Call me a, a master of the custodial arts. I'm offended by the word janitor. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like Midget has a little bit of that in it where we were searching for our word. And, mm -hmm. uh, there, and uh, there's a joke I used to make in my act where... I would say like, and I've heard this where people have said like, when you call a dwarf a midget, it's the exact same as calling a black person the N word. And to that, I would say midget, please. Like, no, <laughs> no, no, not the same, not even close. So, but at the same time, I understand like, cause we have midget football out here and, and there's a similar movement going on to end that. I get it, but uh, it doesn't bother me. Mm. I think there's bigger problems in the world. Go solve those. By you know, once we've solved all the problems, yeah, then, then maybe we could get to the bantamweight, the midget weight, the mighty might. Right, okay, right, right, we'll, right. we'll figure that out. We'll figure out if, that we can't call uh, NBA owners owners anymore. Like, mm. we'll, like we'll get to that. <laughs> Right. You know, it's like, yeah, owners. Yeah. I mean, come on, right? They, they, I mean, that's like, getting really carried away. I own the team. Yeah. Like, I, you don't own me, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's fine. You don't own the people. You own right. the team, though. That's right. You are the owner of this team. I, I mean, uh, Steve Ballmer paid $2 billion for the damn Clippers, and now you're saying, like, you're not the owner. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But at, but at the same time, I'm open. If someone is offended by something like that, and they explain to me why, maybe I'm not seeing it. From their perspective, mm -hmm. maybe I'm just like I'm being my get you know get off my lawn. Maybe, maybe maybe I'm being that guy. So if someone wants to explain to me why it is offensive to them, and that happened recently with me where there was uh, something that happened in the news, I was very like, oh, that's not what. The f and then a, a friend of mine who that actually affected told me about it and was like, oh wow, no, I did it. not even understand. I did not even think about it from that perspective. Right, right, right. cool. You're right. Thank you for educating me. Now, now I'm better. So I'm open, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not offended. By when the you were shit. younger and like you know, a teenager or whatever, yeah. did you look? No pun intended. Did you look up to? Yeah. Uh, other was there any little people that kind of inspired you? Yeah, uh, Warwick Davis. Uh, he played. Oh. Uh, he played Willow. Uh, and R two D two. No, that was Ke that was oh, Ke Kenny Baker. But Ke I thought Kenny Warwick Baker. Davis did that in the Warwick in the, Davis. The yeah, Warwick Davis was um, Leprechaun. He was Leprechaun, and also in Return of the Jedi, he was Wicked. That's he was it, Wicked. Main, sorry, yeah, sorry, he was Wicked. The main right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, trust me, I know him all. <laughs> and I, Willow, I know yeah. The parts. yeah, and also too in, the, in that show, The Life Is Short. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, great yeah. in that. Yeah, he was yeah. fantastic and uh, very, uh, very funny in that. Very, uh, very physical. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I loved him. Uh, uh, the actor. This is, very few people are going to know this next reference, but uh, Billy Barty. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, who was also in the movie Willow, but he was like sort of the trendsetter of all dwarf actors. And then... Um, Why was he the trendsetter? He... he he's in, like in the 60s and 70s yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff and he had a legitimate acting career. Uh, if, if, if you look at his IMDb, he started when he was like six years old and worked until he was like 80. Because that's the word... Like, I know that name for yeah. the longest time, but I can't really place... What he was in, like 
Did you yeah. ever see the, the Mel Brooks or Mel Brooks movie Life Stinks? Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, he, he, that he, he, he was he was in that. He, he was the guy. Uh, he was also in Willow as the wizard that goes like, "Show me the finger where the power <laughs> of the universe lies." Like he, 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 he's that guy. He was, was nineteen thirty three. Gold Diggers of nineteen thirty three. Wow. He was nine years old. See, that's why I was wondering if he was maybe even in Wizard of Oz, but he was a little bit too young for that. Yeah, but yeah, look at this nineteen thirty on. <laughs> his filmography is ridiculous, and it's like just one after yeah. another after another. So and oh, then he was also in the Happy Hooker Goes to Washington. Oh yeah, that one. That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> and then Billy actually founded the organization LPA, uh, uh, Little People of America. Oh, okay. He founded that. So one of the reasons why a lot, and that's a big organization. There's there's conventions, uh, and I've gone to many of them as a kid and uh, a couple as so an what adult. You, what conventions, what kind of stuff do you do, you do there? Uh, well, they will tell you that, that the convention is for socialization, uh, pro, uh, like you get to learn... You, you get to see new products. Uh, cl there's clothing swaps. There's sporting events. There's a lot a lot of that. I will tell you the main reason why these conventions exist. Why? Banging. It's for <laughs> banging. It's straight up banging. Oh, that's where you go. And and it may it, it makes a lot of sense for like for a whole year. If 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 you're a dwarf, you're someone who's sort of the outcast. You're the guy that you're the guy or the girl that something's different about them, or you're a fetish. You're like a specialty thing. Then then you go to the convention. You're hot. You're just hot. You're just you're a you're a sex symbol right there. You're you know what I mean. And, yeah. and you can you can clean up, man. I did. It was fun. I played waste. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was, that was back in my single days, but it was a, it was a grand time. I got a name for you. I okay. just looked her up right now. I always okay. had a little bit of a, a crush on her. She's Ooh. a little person. Okay. Deborah Lee Carrington. Do you know who this is? Was she in Seinfeld? She was in Seinfeld and yeah. she was in Total Recall. Yeah. And I she found had the gun. Out, yeah. And she just passed, she just away, passed away last year, but she yep. was really pretty. Yep. And, you know? uh, yeah, you go. You go, you go to these dwarf conventions now. If, if you're a, if you're a reacher, if you're an advertised person right now, and you're like, I'm gonna go to the dwarf conventions. Uh, you won't get in. <laughs> we, we, we have, we have security, and they're not dwarf security. So it's exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're aware that there are people that would that would that, that would want to go to that and yeah. just for exploitive reasons, and especially like with social really? media. Oh, people try and get there. And oh yeah, oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, they, they try to take some photos, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I get it, cause like I said, we have like sporting events there, and like I used to do them. There's all the sporting events. There's track and field, and dwarves running in a track. It's hilarious. It's like I, I'm not even gonna try to tell you. Like, no, we're just like, no, it's fucking funny. It's hilarious. If you got eight dwarves lined up, you say race set go and fire off a gun. Man, is it funny. Our legs go off to the side. And we're almost like we're tripping each other. It's 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 hilarious. So I get that. I get that. But uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I I always loved going to the conventions. When I uh, first started wrestling, there was a um, farmer. It was like the, the uh, they were bringing the, the the midgets, the wrestling yeah. midgets. This is yep. nineteen ninety, yep. and it was Farmer Pete and little little Lonnie or something like that. Like the worst names ever. <laughs> I love. And I remember, names. I literally remember, uh, I had to do a promo to build up next week's show. Okay. And Bob Brown was the booker. I said, make sure you mention the midgets. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, we're next week here, at the, it's going to be Bash Fest and CNWA. And we got, you know, we, we, Rhonda Sings coming in and we got Johnny Smith coming in. We got the midgets. We got so many. It's just like, I watched it back. I'm like, oh, can't say that anymore. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. midgets. But those guys yeah. drink. 
Yeah. You guys can drink a yeah, lot. Yeah, we Because I, I remember you on the cruise, too, when you weren't performing. Oh, God. You, had, was... you were loaded and at everything. You went to every single event. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to have all the fun. Yeah. So I went to every event. I, I, I was watching you. I was, wa I was watching the ACDC cover band. Yeah. I was watching... Uh, I did the DDP yoga. I was doing uh, like uh, there's all the bands like uh, the Ozzy Osbourne tribute band, all all the wrestling shows. Because yeah. uh, I wanted to, I, I wanted to experience it all. And and one thing I one thing I will say, and this is a shout out to all your fans and uh, the the uh, people that are on the cruise, is I've told people about the cruise, and a lot of the other comics are like, oh, I'm gonna suck. Like you walk around and everyone's like bothering you. I go, no, Jericho Cruise fans were very respectful. Very cool. You were walking around all the time, mm -hmm. and and everyone knows you. I was second only to you for going to every single show that yeah. I could. Yeah, and like everyone knows who you are on that boat. Mm. And would you agree? Like they're they yeah. they were really cool. I found when I did the Kiss Cruise when Fozzie yeah. played it the first day. Yeah, it's a picture fest. Sure. Second day, it's okay. Third day, you just wanted the gang, and everybody was cool. Yeah, and we had the same vibe on the Jericho Cruise as well. Yeah, and the cool part is that like you had those designated meet and greets set up. So it's like, hey, you want to get the photo and the autograph? Yeah. Great. Come to the meet and greet. We'll do it then. Yeah. And then you got, then you'll have time. That's where that thing. But until then, let's sit back and uh, watch Corey Taylor do, uh, do an acoustic set and do the SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> as the, by the way, those other boats were not ready. They were not ready for, for Tell the story. Oh my God. They were, so we're watching Corey Taylor. Uh, and we're in port. Yeah. We're in Bahamas, you're, you're docked. Yeah. And there's boats that are on either side of us because we're all docked. And Corey starts his concert as we're still docked. And you could tell that people on the other boats were walking out to their balconies and like being like, oh, what's what's going on with that one? And some of them, let's be honest, were very large, were larger boats. So they, they, they could have a view. Wrestling fans, man, we started chants. We started yelling at, we would point at one's boat and be like, your boat, your boat. Uh, your boat sucks. Yeah, your boat, your sucks. boat sucks. Our ship's better. Check, 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 check. Yeah, that was, it, the chants were great. Yeah, I remember seeing all these old people that are going from the Mediterranean or whatever with their Bermuda shorts. Like, well, what is going on, Larry? Why are they yelling at us? It was the and best. People not, and not doing it maliciously, just doing it no. to have a good time, right? No, it's just, it's fun. We're yeah. Not, yeah, we're not throwing anything at your boat. We're not doing anything. We're just like, hey, we got Corey Taylor doing a damn acoustic set over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Yeah. We're, we were having a great time and that man i will and that's the other thing about whenever you go to a wrestling show especially some of the um more underground wrestling shows and certainly in aew because it's like marks there the chants are very creative i got <laughs> i gotta give props to a lot of wrestling fans there's some chance where i'm just like wow that's that's solid. That's like good comedy right there. Well, you know, once again, though, it, it, there's a fine line, though, where you don't want people taking over the show. Sure. Join in, have fun, have a good people. Like you said earlier, I paid my ticket. Yes, you did. Yes. But you wouldn't pay your ticket for a Broadway play and start chanting, you f***ed up if, you know, <laughs> if Julia Roberts messes up her line in right. you know, Three Days of Rain or whatever the hell yeah. it is, right? Now, I would say this. when How good does it feel? Because you say the wrestlers pay attention to the crowds. So when you have like a Dustin Reynolds and he hears the crowd chant, you still got it. That's got to feel pretty damn good. 
Yeah, it's great. And the one time they said that to me as a heel jerk, I was like, I never lost it, baby. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's cool. I, I I find sometimes, especially in this day and age, that fans are so much, quote unquote, in the know. Yeah. They'll think they're smarter than the average bear. And, you know, you deserve it and all yeah, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so once again, come, join in, have a great time, be respectful sure. and realize sometimes you don't chant. Sometimes yeah. you keep your mouth shut or sometimes you follow along with what's going on. Oh, there was there was one guy. And this was this was on the Jericho cruise when you were doing a live talk as Jericho with Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Right. And they were telling the story about Owen Hart. Right. Wow. And it got shut down real fast. Yeah. But like Jim Ross is telling the most emotional story. Yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. About him having to essentially tell a worldwide wrestling audience that Owen Hart had passed. Mm -hmm. And one guy tried to in you you could tell Jr. is almost starting to cry and one guy just starts going oh and hard ah, and like everyone just like shot daggers <laughs> through this guy yeah. like shot up. yeah this is not the time not dude. the time dude and thankfully he stopped very quickly but yeah that that about, was that was like the, the only time how about the guy during your set that was like trying to rush the stage oh yeah it's like a terrorist looking that guy dude. or something yeah 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 what that happened dude. there I that was oh god yeah i totally forgot about that that was uh he just wanted a hug. <laughs> it was, it was, it he was kept rushing the stage. You're like, dude, don't come any closer or yeah. something. Like he was yelling and screaming and people were telling him to be quiet. Then he got up and kind of bum rushed the stage. Yeah. And they, they took him out. And yeah. And he was, he, he was cool. But like, and I, like, he was one of those guys where I could tell he wasn't like, he didn't have any malicious intent behind it. He was very drunk, just very happy and having mm. a good time. But it's like, bro, I have a show to do. That and I don't know you're not malicious, right? Like you, like I've seen some of the times when like fans run on the field and sporting events, and like the the athlete gives them a hug or something. I'm like, ah, don't do that. <laughs> we all we all remember Monica Sellis. Like, that, hey, did oh. you say during your meet and greets like one number one rule? Don't try and pick me up. Yes, that's the number <laughs> one rule. I hate that shit. And uh, and and like it, it, it was great. I, I remember when that guy tried to rush the stage. I stood up and was like, SCU is right there. Yeah. Like, don't do this. Like, Jericho's over there. Yeah, Corn's Jer over there. Yeah. We're yeah. good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not worried about my safety. I'm very worried about yours. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Did I tell you about this, though? When the cruise is done, you get a, 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 they do a survey of everybody. Oh, cool. And you ask them, you know... What was your favorite act and what was your favorite act that you hadn't heard of mm. before the cruise? And number one on the list was you. Aww. That Seriously. That's like Brad, Dude. we love Brad Williams, we love Brad Williams, we love Brad Williams. It was, that's that's kind of cool to know that you're appealing to a whole new audience. Yeah. And that and that's the other reason why I wanted to do everything on the boat. Right. Like I, I went to everything because I just wanted to explore. I wanted to meet all these new fans. And I've gotten many people coming up to me at, at, at shows all over the country that go, sign the cruise. That's why we're here. And then mm. they say, see you on the next one. And then it, it, it's it's cool. I've, I've I've got some friends that do, and uh, like Craig Gass, uh, mm -hmm. who's, who's coming back on the He's cruise on the as well. Cruise, yeah. um, he was telling me that the Kiss Cruise really becomes like 
a family because he did the kiss, the kiss cruise for like eight years right. or something. He says like it really becomes like the same people are on the boat. It's every an annual year. meeting for everybody. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I feel like that's what the, that's what the Jericho cruise is going to be. It's it, it's going to be well, this, that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, big make, group make of fans, a community, and we all get to come in. And I'll say this, man, cruises in the comedian world are like, oh, that's where you go when your career is dead. Really? And, and you can only do cruises. Like, yeah, it's it's sort of like Is it still thing. like that now? Not now because there's like themes. Right. So now, like, I say I did the Jericho cruise. Everyone's like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Now you do like the 311 cruise or my buddy Chris Porter does the Kid Rock cruise. And and everyone's like, oh, gee, you that, that sounds yeah, awesome. Part of, like, I had people like Bruce Jingles. I think you might have contacted me, but I yep. have 18 people contact member Bruce because he just wanted to do the cruise. Yeah. Same with Sarah Tiana. Uh, you, I think you mentioned her as well. Mm -hmm. But these guys are coming on because they, they want to be a part of it, you know, yeah. along with bands and all that sort of stuff too. And <laughs> trust me, none of us are getting rich from the cruise and I'm <laughs> the only guy that didn't make money on the first one. But it's not <laughs> about that. It's about creating this yeah. annual vacation with the community and people want to do it. Yeah. You make a couple bucks, but you get a free cruise and you have a great yeah. time. It's a yeah. paid vacation. Yeah. Right? And like you say, you probably like you didn't make money, but at the same time, would you trade it in? No, I, no. I'll get it back you yeah. know, now that we have number two and I'll get it back at some point, but you got, you got to build, build mm -hmm. it and start from scratch. You and know? and I, I love that you see that. And, and also I, I would argue that maybe other than myself, no one had more fun on that cruise than you. Yeah. You well, were if nothing else. It's a giant party that I'm paying for. The fucking <laughs> disco inferno costume. <laughs> that was the, you came out like, and you've told this, you, you told the disco story on the podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. didn't get a passport. <laughs> yeah, shit shit year, the bed. He had a year and a half to do it. Yeah. Didn't do it. No. And uh, so, yeah, well, you dressed up as disco inferno on the, Halloween performance of yeah. Fozzie. Awesome. Did, did you dress up at all? I did not, but uh, I will tell you, and uh, this is how much my my I fanboy out, there's a show that's in Hollywood, and it travels sometimes. It's called the Goddamn Comedy Jam. It's a lot of fun. It's where a comedian uh, picks a song that they like. They do like a five-minute comedy set. They, they, they explain why they like a certain song, and then a live band plays the song. They sing the song with the live band. It's a great show. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a great show. And they took it to Austin, Texas as part of a comedy festival. I was going to be on the festival. They asked me to do the show. I've done it a few times. Um, I dressed up one time like as uh, as Kid Rock. I came out with like a fur, uh, fake fur coat and like did the whole thing. I, I dressed up as mini Fred Durst. Fred, uh, I, I posted the video on my Instagram. Fred Durst actually commented on it and was like, wow, okay, if I'm, if I'm ever not available to do a Limp Biscuit show. Right. And this year, I dressed up as you and did uh, SOS because that was the only thing. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. By the way, tricky lyrics because ah, yeah. they're all similar. Yeah. It's all like, uh, it's you hard. hear me, darling? Can't you? And like, it's. Uh, the love you gave me, like it, it, it's all like in the same realm, and it, yeah. but it's all like I the screw same those kind of up all the time. I always have to look <laughs> at our bass player who knows the words and just go, "Oh, that's how it goes." How would you choose that song to cover um, as Fozzie? That was we were backstage in Germany, and I remember it, it, it might have come on shuffle or Rich had it, and, and I yeah. think it was his original idea, and I was like, "Oh, that's perfect because it's, yeah, it's dark." 
you wouldn't expect it. It yeah. comes off very well as a heavy song. It does. Yeah. That that oh, that opening uh, piano yeah. riff with haunting. A, yeah, haunting as as when, when you're a metal band. Uh, it's a great. Our, our call. version is much better than shares. <laughs> I'll say that. Well, I like every like. Here's my thing with, with a cover. If you're gonna do a cover, change it. Mm. Like if yeah, like, yeah. if you're doing a live show, okay, that's great because that's in the moment. That's fine. But if if you're gonna release a cover song. Why would you? Why would I go get your version of the exact same? It's it's yeah, the same thing. Make it a little bit different. Yeah, make it your own. Make it different. Like whether it be you doing um, SOS, whether it be Limp Biscuit has Behind Blue Eyes. Oh yeah. Every Disturbed song is a cover now. Bad oh. Company by Five Finger. Yeah. The uh, the uh, d the Disturbed uh, Sound, of, Sound Silence. of Silence. Huge they, hit for them. Huge. They had figure skaters in the Olympics skate to that thing. Zombie by Bad Wolves. The thing's got 100 million views on YouTube. Yeah, because they change it. Yeah. it it's a completely Updated. different version. Right, right, where, right. Yeah, so I would say if you're a band out there and you're like, let's do a cover or whatever, just make sure it's different. Make it your own. Yeah, exactly. Let's uh, talk about your big uh, announcement here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we were so excited, my wife and I, uh, after we got home from the Chris Jericho Rock, rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, that we could not contain ourselves and uh we had a lot we had a lot of fun and uh uh very soon uh there is a third member of the family that's amazing that will be that'll be coming my wife my, my, my wife is pregnant uh i, I did it i got swimmers <laughs> now you know the, you know what the best part of that is for What's you that? as a comedian What's you that? got a whole new realm of material oh i'm so excited and like it, it's that's the thing is if you track my specials like if you look at my first showtime special i'm talking a lot about uh, when my uh, sister uh, had her first kid, and as an uncle, and being that, and what that experience was. And is your sister a reacher? Uh, yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm the only dwarf in the family. Right. Lucky me. And then uh, <laughs> my next special was all about my dad. Uh, my dad fought and beat skin cancer, uh, and, and so that like that's my favorite one. If you ever want to like, so that was you has material based around that. Yeah. yeah. It's called, it's called daddy issues. I believe it's running on Amazon prime. Yeah. And then the third one, the Netflix special, that was all about, uh, getting married. So got all the stuff about my wife. What was that there. one called? Uh, that one's called the degenerates. It's on Netflix. Watch it. You'll hear that. Uh, I, <laughs> you'll hear why I can never win an argument with my wife. She's a fourth Don black belt in Taekwondo. So <laughs> nope, never, never would a fight. And then probably the next one will be all about being a dad. Yeah. And um, I'm really excited, man. And uh, you know, and uh, for those of you who are wondering, uh, so my wife is pregnant. She's tall, so it's gonna be. A, it's a 25 percent chance. Kid's gonna be a dwarf. 75 percent chance. Kid's gonna be tall. Oh. I, I have no preference. Right. I, I, I there's pros and cons to both. Mm -hmm. But uh, pros and cons. I, yeah, there yeah. is, you know, like the kids tall, great. You know, wife can't hide snacks from me on the high shelves anymore. That'd be great. <laughs> I finally get to find out what a s'more pop tart tastes like. <laughs> They're in my house. I've never seen them. Um, you know, that'd be good. But then on the bad side, the kid grows up. He's taller than me, like eight years old. I'm trying to discipline him. That's not gonna go too well for me. Uh, you know. But then, uh, so then you have then you have the dwarf kid. I, I love to have a dwarf kid because my wife is Chinese, so it would be an Asian dwarf baby. And holy shit, Asian dwarf baby. That's not a kid. That's currency like that's, that's 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 just that's just cuteness that's that's great do you know how much yeah an asian chinese dwarf baby is worth on the black market oh my god oh so yeah when you when you see me driving around in a fucking maybach that's why um yeah but then you know but then if the kid is a dwarf and then doesn't like being a dwarf hates being a dwarf that's gonna be really hard for me because uh <laughs> 
I'm not going to be able to look at the kid and be like, well, I don't know how it happened, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you got it from your mom. I don't, I don't, I don't have any idea. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's very exciting. And I I will say this. I I, I love watching, um, like, because uh, on your Instagram and, and, on, and, on, and on the cruise, as busy as you are, Chris Jericho, with Fozzie, with the AEW, with the, this podcast, you still have a lot of time where you post and be like, hey, look, I'm doing stuff with my kids. I'm being mm. a dad. Or uh, you had something where, like, you were at your kid's hockey game and they won. I was coaching it. Oh, That was coaching. really cool for me. This year has been very, uh, schedule has been very light mm -hmm. by design and also by just the kismet of AEW and Fozzie being off, making yeah. a record. So I, for the first time ever, I got to coach one of my kids' teams. Oh, that's got to be cool. And I don't really know anything about baseball. I could try. I'd be the guy that, you know, throws the balls sure. wrong. And, sure, uh, My son's a football player. My daughter plays softball. But my other daughter... Cheyenne decided she wanted to try floor hockey, and I thought, well, I know about hockey. Yeah. I can do that. There you go. So it was really cool to be able to do that because I remember one of the, the the great things when I was growing up was my dad was always yeah. a coach or tried to be, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of was fun for me. How are you as a uh, coach dad? Like, are you the guy that's going to, like, I saw some video uh, a few days ago about there was a massive brawl at like a little like a little league game. Right. Are, are you that kind of dad? Well, everyone or? thinks I'm going to be a yeller and a screamer, but that's not me because I just want to make sure that the kids had fun and also they pay attention. Yeah. Kids are a lot like, like you know, puppies where they just start looking over here, especially uh, preteen girls, 12-year-old yeah. girls. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're just going to be like, stop, look at me. And I say, you got to run down the ice. They'd be like, ice? There's no ice. I mean, okay, run down the floor. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's ice. It's hockey. That's yeah. what we have here. Yeah. You know, and then one of the ladies would say, uh, you got to uh, dribble the puck. I'm like, no, it's stick handle the yeah. puck. She just wants to dribble like basketball. I said, it's nothing no, like basketball. You are stick handling it. Yeah. You're stick handling the puck <laughs> down the ice. That's what it is. Yes. I know? love that. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, like, uh, I've got friends that are, are have, have a career, and but also they make that time, and they yeah, have, and they they have, have that time to be a dad. And you're going to have that, too, as we wind down here, because you're still on the road. Yep. Uh, and now you're going to have to, you know, adjust your schedule accordingly. Yep. But you still got to be on the road to, to, to do your living. Yeah. Now, when I went to Columbus, the place was very full. It was, you know, the second show of the night. All yeah. the shows. Are you seeing your career grow? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And, like, now it used to be friends would call me up and be like, um, hey, I'm going to come to the show on Friday. I'll be like, great. I'll leave you tickets. And... They'd be like, oh, I have like eight friends. I'd be like, great, I'll leave you eight tickets. Yeah. Now I can't do that anymore. Mm. Now when friends are like, hey, uh, I'm coming with like... A I'm going with like 11 people. Can you just like leave us 12 tickets? I go, no, I'm sold out. Like I can't. Yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 I can I get can't. two for you. Yeah, yeah, I can get two. Mm -hmm. I can throw two anywhere, but no, I can't do eight anymore. And that's, that's exciting. And obviously... Uh, Put some more money in my pocket. That's what's great. the end game for that? Because it seems like as a comedian, the step is always a sure. strong stand-up. Yeah. Get your sitcom. Yeah. Get your movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, that is that is sort of the plan is get what get a TV show, be in movies and all that. But I don't see a world where I'm ever not doing stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that it's a special art form and that the people that do it are really into it. When like Ray Romano released a Netflix special this year. That guy with Everybody Loves Raymond has more money than God, and he's still doing stand-up, releasing specials, yeah. touring. Um, I saw Seinfeld about six months ago. Yeah. At a, at a small theater, 2,000 people in Tampa. Yeah. Last night, last night, I was at a, a bar in Woodland Hills, California. A friend of mine called me up and was like, hey, I got this show. Could you do it for me? Our, our headliner dropped out. Well, apparently, he made a couple other phone calls because Howie Mandel showed up. 
famous Canadian Howie Mandel. Yeah, sure, of course. And uh, he, does, he and he went on stage and did stand up. And he and I and I, and I was talking to him afterward. He goes, yeah, everyone thinks I make all my money from like Deal or No Deal or America's Got Talent. He goes, I make more money doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I'm. I'm still right. doing that right, constantly. Right, right. So I don't see a world where I'm ever not doing stand-up. If I get a TV show, some movies, awesome. Love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's if, if there's ever a third season of I'm Chris Jericho, damn it. And, uh, <laughs> I'm Chris Jericho, yeah. <laughs> was, 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 was there two seasons of that? Or? Yeah, two. Yeah, ooh, got it right. It took me eight years to get the first one sold, four years to get the second season. So in two years, uh, maybe I'll get a third season. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's ever a third season of I'm Chris Jericho, damn it. You know, you might... You, you, who knows? You might see your buddy Brad on that. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, no matter what happens, I'll always come back to stand up because and you and you know this from your ventures. There's nothing that matches the live yeah. feeling, the live nothing. reaction. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the instant feedback. Because like you said, you tr- if you try a new bit, it doesn't work. You'll know right away. Right away. If you try it, you'll know right away if it works. Uh, speaking of which, the last question for you here. Sure. Uh, went to your your show the night, laughing. At, uh, I want to know, is quicksand porn a real thing? Quicksand porn is a real thing. I talk about it in my set. Go right ahead, guys. Look it up. Enjoy explain, it. Explain it quickly what it is. It's, it's, it's women sinking in quicksand naked. And That's like, not real. It, it, you can Google on your phone. I, I know you don't want that on your history, <laughs> but it's real. My buddy Burt Kreischer told me about it, and I was the like, guy with no, no shirt. Way. Yeah, 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 no way. And then I look it up, and it turns out it's real. And here's my whole thing with the quicksand porn. Listen, <laughs> I get it. Be a, be a freak. Do whatever you want to do. If, if as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, yeah. great. You know, but like <laughs> some of these fetishes, man. Like, uh, there's other video. Like, there's a deep dive into Pornhub. I don't like. Okay, I know a lot about it. I've been. I'm, I'm a married man. I'm on. I'm. I'm on the road a lot. I've been to the end of Pornhub. All right. Like, I, I, they like. Next. Seen yeah, it. Seen yeah. it. Seen it. Got uh, it. Got it. Need it. I sign on, and it's like, Hal from the. They're like, welcome back, Brad. Like, <laughs> like they. They know me. They know me there. There's a lot of stuff on there where you're like, I get it. If you have a weird fetish, that's fine. The thing that boggles my mind is like, how do you discover that you're into quicksand porn? Like, and, and, and where's the set? Are they building a set in Van Nuys? Are they actually going to the yeah. Amazon jungle to find quicksand? Yeah. There's movies about girls that sit on balloons and pop them, and, and guys are like, yeah, like they, they're really into that. How do you find out? Like, like, I feel very vanilla when I find out these things are out there. Because I'm like, you know, my wife's very, very attractive. I just like a little missionary. Switch it up. New doggy. Woo. Crazy. Uh, Every now and then we have three-way. Wow. You know, like, I thought that was crazy. Mm -hmm. Then I find these guys that, like, so, like, they're they're in the girls popping balloons. Are, are, Are you going to your kid's birthday party? One of the mom's trips? Falls on a balloon, you're like, oh, I'm hard right now. Whoa, whoa, where'd that happen? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I gotta, oh, I, hold on. I, I gotta go Google this shit. And, and then Google it and you find out that there's tons of guys that are also into that. Oh, That's so amazing great. to me. I feel so happy and lucky that I'm like, I'm only into the stuff that I'm into. It's, 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 it's madness. There's clown porn. There's clown porn. Well, that's okay. I can see that. The quicksand one. I think that should be the name of your next special. Quicksand porn. porn. I, you know what? Not Book a it. bad one. Not a bad one. Book it. Make Dude, it happen, Netflix. Always great to see you, man. Always a pleasure. We, I've now seen you twice in a week. I know it was, it was great. It was uh, great. It's but it's bonus Jericho time, and yeah. then uh, yeah, and then, and then I'll see you on the boat, my friend. <laughs> Sounds good, brother. Quicksand porn by Brad Williams. <laughs> Coming out soon. <laughs> 
All right, congrats again to Brad Williams and his uh, wife. They're welcoming a new addition to their family early next year, which is why he won't be on the Jericho cruise in January. We'll miss him, but you can definitely go see his super funny stand-up show. He's performing New Year's Eve at the Tempe Improv in Tempe, Arizona, and then he's got a full tour schedule for March. Get your tickets and all information at bradwilliamscomedy.com. And get your bubbly at, a, at littlebitofthebubbly.com. Littlebitofthebubbly.com. Thanks to everyone who's already made this such a success. Almost 20,000 bottles sold the first few weeks. It hasn't even been a month yet. It makes a great holiday gift. So get yours today at knockingpointwines.com. You get two bottles for 46 bucks. I think shipping might be included in that. Uh, it's knockingpointwines.com. N-O-C-K-I-N-G pointwines.com. Or also go uh, also to littlebitofthebubbly.com and that'll take you directly there. Uh, so much great stuff going on around the Christmas uh, time. And actually on Wednesday, it's going to be Christmas. And boy, what a special Christmas show we have for you. Team Tiger Awesome returns to Talk is Jericho for another hilarious watch along. And this time we get into the holiday spirit as we watch the 1996 classic, pfft, 1996 Raspberry more like it, Santa with Muscles, starring Hulk Hogan and directed by John Murlowski. Wow, you want to see a, a holiday uh, <laughs> classic? Forget about uh, Miracle before uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Forget about It's a Wonderful Life. Forget about A Christmas Story. Get ready for the amazing uh, cinematic classic known as Santa with Muscles this Wednesday on Merry Christmas. Until then, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big, yeah, boy, Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Go buy your presents. Go buy some bubbly. Oh, yeah.